So when the American Unitarian Association and the Universalist Church of America merged into the UUA, it didn't happen easily. There was a lot of conversation, as you might imagine. Discussions, meetings that ran long, and emotions that ran high. But in the end, they did settle on some common ground and sign the shared constitution and bylaws. We have taken that and it has changed with us over the years. And as was mentioned, we are called back to look and see what changes are needed for our future. There's so much involved. It's not happening willy-nilly. We are part of the process. So let's dive in together this morning. I'd like to spend some time wondering what it might mean to us here at UUCP if the delegates do adopt the changes in June at our General Assembly. I'd like to also explore what it is that this proposed revision says and highlight some of the new things you'll find inside, such as what does it mean to put love at the center of our faith? Why is there a covenant calling us to action in this document? I also hope to shine a light on how our current version, the seven principles that some of us know and love, is still here. It is fully present in this document. And finally, I would like to extend an invitation to all who would like to know more, maybe even get involved in the process, to become a delegate, to look at the proposed amendments. Um, you can join me and Reverend Jennifer in the conference room after service. Childcare will be provided. Um, and additionally, we're always available and happy to talk. First and foremost, we should know that congregational polity is not altered in this document at all. We will still be UUCP. Congregational polity is a lot of syllables that say that each UUA congregation can handle its own leadership, our own finances. We establish our own statements of purpose and covenants within and without our congregation. This is affirmed in a separate section of the bylaws, so you won't see it in this section, but know that it's still there. We will continue on, but with some updated tools to describe our faith, both for ourselves and as we tell others about it. Within your order of worship today, you've received a handout of the final proposed revision to Article 2 that was completed by the Article 2 Study Commission in October of this past year. I encourage you to keep that handout with you and spend some time with it in a quiet moment later this week. Think about what it might mean to you. Does that document describe your faith? 
Would it be a good way for you to talk to others about our shared faith? So let's turn to the inside of that handout and the slide with an image of the bylaws, or an image of the shared UU values. Adding an image to bylaws is a change from the previous version for sure, but the study commission felt it was very helpful in illustrating the intention of the values and covenant section. This is an image of a chalice with an overlay of the word love over the flame. Six outstretched arms create a circle around each of the core values and form a six-petal flower shape. Each arm is a different color. And clockwise, they are interdependence, orange, equity, red, transformation, purple, pluralism, blue, generosity, green, and justice, yellow. Section C2.2 of the bylaws state, love is the power that holds us together, and it is at the center of our shared values. We are accountable to one another for doing the work of living our shared values through the spiritual discipline of love. What does that mean, through the spiritual discipline of love? I am certain that those with far more training than I have and experience could spend many, many sermons on that phrase alone. And yet, it is quite simple. Like in the story Regina told, I am love. We can act in so many ways that is driven by love. And the love that we add to our actions makes those actions all the more meaningful, all the more impactful. For me, it has been centering to put love at the heart of my UU values. Interdependence rooted in love has a much deeper meaning than simply the belief that I am a part of the web. The love calls me to do more, to take action, to mend that web. Rooting our faith in love reaches deep into our Unitarian and Universalist histories, where we learn that no one is outside the circle of love, that it is our job to simply love our fellow souls on this blue boat that we call home. So branching out from that center of love, we see the petals of the rainbow flower, and inside each one is one of the six named values. As we continue reading that section, we see that those values are verbs. Just like the love at the center is a verb, The document goes on to say that for interdependence, we honor 
and acknowledge. For pluralism, we celebrate. For justice, we work. For transformation, we adapt. For generosity, we cultivate. And for equity, we declare. A little further under that definition is a covenant that we make because of our shared values. Covenant is Latin, and it means a solemn agreement or promise from the heart regarding a course of action between parties. When we're in covenant with someone or some group, we're acting in the way that we've agreed to. But we understand that living in covenant is aspirational. We understand that we're striving to do these things. And when we miss the mark, as inevitably as humans will, we're able to heal that break and bring our relationship back into covenant. For me, this addition of actions that I'm called to take based on the values that I affirm helps me put my faith in action. I'm excited about the roads that can lead out of here. The future looks bright. But what about our past? What about those seven principles? As a religious education teacher, we know the principles. We love the principles. It makes our job have guideposts. But just as you and I grow and change and still remain the person that we've always been, Article 2 can grow and change. Our purposes can grow and change. And still, the heart will remain the same. These principles and the proposed eighth principle are all present in this document. This slide has a little summary, and I'm happy to go over it in a better way later. But in the first principle, we affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every person, and we see that showing up in our shared value of equity. The second principle, affirming our search for justice, equity, and compassion, is seen in the values of justice, equity, and generosity. Acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth is in the values, too, as is a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. The use of the democratic process espoused in the fifth principle shows up when we talk about the value of justice. And one of the principles close to my heart, the seventh, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part, is the value of interdependence. And finally, the proposed eighth principle of journeying towards spiritual wholeness by working to build a diverse, multicultural, beloved community by our actions to dismantle racism and other oppression is present throughout the entire document. Specifically, it is named in the value of justice. Thank you. While it is true that there are many changes we're being asked to consider, at the heart of these values can be seen as the next iteration of our liberal religious faith. So please, take the handout with you today. 
spend some time thinking about what it says, either at noon today in the conference room with Rev. Jennifer Innes and I, or later this week when you have time, and consider how do these words resonate? Do they describe your faith? Would it be a good way to tell other folks what our church stands for? And then, if you want to talk, dive deeper, reach out. I'm here to help connect you to the process, whichever way you're landing on it. Because no matter the outcome of the decision to change Article 2, we can all dedicate our lives to increasing the love in this world.